Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Trey Ford. Trey is on staff with 900 Global and Vice Inserts. Trey made some news earlier this year when he decided to forego his junior career and become the youngest PBA member. Trey bowled at the World Series of Bowling in Reno is where I had a chance to catch up with him and talk with him just a little bit. Thought it'd be great to bring him on a podcast here, kind of get his perspective on bowling. Well, Trey, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Above180.com podcast. Thank you. It's glad to be here. Yeah, you know what? I thought it'd be great as people get back into the swing of things with their league bowling and tournament play and all that good stuff to catch up with one of the younger bowlers out there. And Trey, you 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 went and bowled the summer swing when you were 14, and then you joined the PBA shortly thereafter when you were 15, bowled the World Series of Bowling last year out in Reno. So talk about that decision and ultimately why you made it. Well, really, I was just, when I was, Five years old, I went to my very first PBA event with my dad, and I talked to Robert Smith, and he, he's, I've always looked up to Robert Smith, and I was just watching, and I knew that was what I wanted to do when I grew up. So as I started getting older, I just started practicing as hard as I could, and then finally I started bowling youth tournaments, and I was averaging around 190 when I was around 10 years old and they always smoothed me up divisions to bowl with the older kids so it's just always been really fun to bowl against harder competition that's really one of the main reasons I did it so did the thought ever and did you talk to your parents about really losing you know your uh, eligibility or for college or has that ever you know crossed your mind there's some really great collegiate programs out there I mean in the Midwest you know you're in Oklahoma so you got Wichita State have you thought about that and kind of the the ramifications or if that was something in your future 
Yeah, we we had a really long talk about it. It's just I've never I I wanted to bowl for college because I just really love being with a bunch of people and just helping people trying to win and everything. But really, I just I just felt like it was a good opportunity. The door was open, and I just felt really confident about it. And they said, just follow whatever it is you want to do. So. All right, so let let's take let me let's go down memory lane here. Let's talk about that the summer swing there, kind of in your backyard. But just talk about how nervous were you, or what was what was going through your mind when when you you know shoe up and you remember who you were crossing with for that first event and kind of how things were going and what was you know what you were thinking about back then. I was very nervous. I when I started the practice session, I felt really good. Everyone was talking to me saying, how old are you, this and that and everything. And they were like, good luck. They were like, don't let anything get to you. They were giving me good advice. But I was still very nervous. And on the very first ball of competition that next day, I was so nervous that I forgot my form. Wow. So you just how did, So you just went up there and... Through the through the through the ball, I guess you could say, and and uh, yeah, I, was, I started on the wrong foot and everything. Just I couldn't remember. I was so nervous. I just couldn't re- hardly remember anything. Okay, do you remember who you crossed with that day? Um, I crossed with Sean Maldonado. He was one of the main people I crossed with. Awesome stuff. Well, so, okay, so let's take that experience, and what do you feel you learned from that experience that you took with you when you bowled the World Series of Bowling the following year out in Reno? To really just to never give up on any bad shots, because I've seen Jace Lamonti shoot 140s and 150s, and I was getting upset when I shot that, but overall I figured that you can make all those tins up in one game, so there's no point in getting upset. I learned about adjusting to the pattern and reading the transition, and it's just going that first event really helped me a lot. Yeah, so you bring up Jason Belmonte. Trey, you're one of those evil two-handers as well, um, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek there. Talk about how you got started doing that and how that you know, became the norm for you. Well, when I was three years old, I that's when I started bowling. And, of course, the ball would be too heavy, so I just started throwing it two-handed. And then I kind of just stuck with that. And then I broke my arm, and that was the only way I could bowl. So I just stayed with that. And then I went to that first PBA event and met up with, Cassidy Schwab, I think his his name is, and he was a two-hander, and he told me to stay with that, and you'll have a good career with it. And certainly, I have a son who's 11, who's in youth league down here in Arizona, in Phoenix area, and you won't believe all the people that are, that are two-handed bowling down there with him in his league, so it's something that is one of those new trends. Is it something that um, I guess you feel like there's a lot of people that want to give people grief that throw it two-handed, saying it's not bowling, saying it's not traditional. What are your thoughts on that? And, uh, you know, have you run into that yourself? I understand you're, 
you know, for you're even, you know, a 16 year old kid for someone to be giving you grief about how you're throwing the ball. But has that ever happened where you even if you maybe overhear a parent saying, well, he's throwing it funny or he's doing something different that he shouldn't be? Yeah, I've heard that quite a bit saying. They're like, that's that's not bowling. They said he's one of those Jason Belmonte copycats, but. I was bowling two-handed before I even knew about Jace Belmonte, and since Jace Belmonte's won all those majors and everything, I think that's just going to grow the sport because everyone wants to try that two-handed, and it's just, that's just the new part of the game. Yeah, so Trey, let's also talk about from your perspective here, you know, we hear a lot about bowling. We hear a lot about the, you know, the decline in leagues and the decline in things. But what are your, as a younger person, what's your perspective on what can be done to keep people like yourself, the, the younger players, the high school players, interested in bowling? Well, I, I think one of the main things that kind of killed the sport is when the easier house shots started coming out. And now everyone expects to average 200 instead of, like, they can just toss it out right and hope for it to come back. And if it hits the pocket, it's going to strike. And that I think that's one of the main reasons that the sport's going down. But that two-handed is just going to, everyone's wanting to try it. And once that kid figures out that form, they're going to be locked in, and they're just going to enjoy it. also want to remind folks, check out BowlerX.com as well. Lots of great equipment there. They offer free shipping and free insurance on every item. And also, if you look down your left-hand side, if you're interested, they do some coaching services, so check that out. Also, check out if you're interested in becoming a staff member for BowlerX.com. Lots of great stuff there, so check them out again, BowlerX.com. Lee and Chris do a great job. Love having them be a part of the podcast here, but wanted to remind you, check out that stuff uh, again, that uh, – on the left-hand side is what you're going to be looking for, and it's bowlerx.com on the website. Check them out. So, Trey, I did some interviews myself and Steve Klemkin from Storm. We do a, a collegiate spotlight interview, and we sat down l- last month, and we chatted with uh, Chad Murphy, the executive director of bowling, and we kind of voiced some of the same things that we had just said to you. Hey, what? how do you differentiate? Because there are a lot of players that are competitive like you and myself and Steve that we want that tougher condition but then you have some people who don't when they get to league and then they don't want to bowl or they're used to bowling on that tough stuff and then they go to a league that isn't and the way Chad put it to us is what what they want it to do is they want to have kind of that be your recreational bowler for the guy who's you know just bowling once a week maybe to to get out and enjoy uh, you know a pizza and a beer with their buddies and just have some fun versus the guys like you who are out there competing on the PBA tour and bowling other tournaments. So, um, so I'm wondering if there's a way that we can do that and, and what the education is so people know that and don't get discouraged when they go out and average, you know, 230 on an on a easy shot. Or conversely, the people that bowl on a tougher shot, when they go out there and average 170 or 180, they understand what they're bowling on. Well, I think what there should be is there should be separate divisions for each league like there should be one league that's for just the average guy who's just going out there to have a good time with his buddies and then there should just be more competitive things like more sports shot leagues and more things that people need to practice on 
to actually improve their game because just going out there once a week, once a week just drinking and just throwing the ball pretty much, they're not learning anything. And then when that one bad game happens or they have a couple bad games, they're so mad that they either just want to quit or they're just tired of – it's always – they're always complaining about something that is really their fault. All right, Trey, we've talked a lot about bowling, but what else do you like to do? I mean, you're still just a 16-year-old kid. Do you have your driver's license? Are you getting a car? Do you have a part-time job? What else do you, lo- what else do you like to do out there? Well, I just got my permit a couple months ago, and I really just like to hang out with my friends, and I work – at a bowling alley. My family actually runs a bowling center and I work there a few times a week and but I just really I just can't leave the bowling alley. Like I try to stay the night here if I could. But I just love trying to help like we our youth league isn't very good. There's only a few kids but they're all wanting to learn the two handed since they've seen me and that's what I'm trying to do. I just try to help them as much as I can, and then we become friends, and that's all we do is just hang out and bowl. Yeah, so when, you, when you're practicing, what do you feel, I guess, on your game looking at it is one of the things that – what are you practicing on when you're there bowling all those games? I usually try to practice on usually my timing. That's a real big thing. I try to practice on staying consistent with my revs. I try to – stay consistent with my ball speed I just work on my consistency to the line and Trey what tournaments are you bowling um are you bowling a lot of the other stuff out there are you bowling the regionals in the south and uh, southwest in that area and I know there's you know a lot of good tournaments and you know between Oklahoma and Texas and everything of that are you bowling are you bowling pretty much as much as you can or are you still saving it up for the PBA I guess you could say bowling as many tournaments as I can I've been I've done about 15 regionals this year and I I have gotten a fifth place finish in one of my regionals but I've been trying to bowl all the regionals possible I've been trying to bowl some city tournaments and just trying to bowl as much as I can the PBA commissioner, Tom Clark, is a huge fan of these podcasts. Which one pattern should you, you want to talk to Tom and just tell him between us that, you know what, let's get rid of that one. I don't really do so hot on that one. Let's, let's remove that one from the, uh, the arsenal that we run out for the guys. Uh, definitely the scorpion. Scorpion, what, uh, the, it's a little bit longer, or what do you see on that that gives you some troubles? Well, it's a longer pattern, so most guys use a strong ball, and they put a ton of service on there and what I don't like is that when all that service goes on there it just breaks down the lane by the arrows and as soon as your ball goes down it just jumps and then skids the rest of the way that's just one thing I'm not the biggest fan of so the heads fry up on you and then then you have a bad reaction is what it sounds like yeah and then you end up lofting the left gutter cap right pretty much yeah and before we wrap things up, I have to remind folks, check out BowlingThisMonth.com. Great articles, great insight, great ball reviews there if you're looking for that latest 900 global piece, storm piece, roto, 
EBI, all the great companies out there. Check them out, bowlingthismonth.com. Got some great pieces right now. I'm seeing a piece on the website talking about how to avoid common injuries. Uh, another couple pieces talking about tape and targeting. Uh, PWBA roundtable still going on, so check that out as well. And uh, great stuff, great articles. Here's one, uh, Feeling Anxious, uh, talking about ways to uh, relieve stress when we're out there bowling. So great stuff there. Uh, check that all out. And uh, again, everything is on bowlingthismonth.com. Trey, I, before we go here, I do want to chat. Uh, you're on staff with 900 Global. So talk about talk about even how that came about. I mean, good grief. You bowled one PBA, you know, the summer swing back a couple years back, and 900 Global comes knocking and says, hey, Trey, we'd love to have you represent us and throw our equipment. Well, I started out throwing motive and they said that they couldn't find me because they were afraid about my eligibility so when I bowled the World Series I had Jordan Nasberg walk up to me and say hey kid we want to get some 900 global products in your hand and he introduced me to Corey Hoffman who's the ball rep and he sent a message to some guys at 900 Global, and they sent me an email, and they just said, we'd like to have you, and they sent me a contract. Man, was that simple. And so what do you like in their arsenal? That What are you throwing right now? Well, my favorite ball in, the, in that brand is definitely the, the X. Awesome, and I, I know Jordan. Jordan actually helps me out with my game. So I see Jordan out here. I'm out in the Phoenix area, so I get a chance to catch up with him from time to time. Is there anything you want me to tell him while we're uh, while we're chatting here, or while you want to tell him he listens? He listens to most of these. At least he says he does. So we'll see if he actually does. Uh, well, Jordan, thank you so much for all the doors you've opened, and you've really improved my game. Just can't thank you enough. Great stuff, Trey. Just wanted to catch up a few minutes with you. I thought it would be fun to introduce bowlers. You know, we met a couple times at the World Series out in Reno. So I just wanted to take, and people are going to start seeing their name. They're going to watch on Extra Frame, which I advise everyone to do. Watch on Extra Frame when they're going to see this guy, you know, the 16-year-old uh, guy out there whooping people's butts. So uh, just keep doing that, Trey, and we will catch up with you again, okay? All righty. Thank you.